I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Happy New Year. All right, that's enough of that now. Um, (laughs) Welcome back to the Canes Country Podcast. It is episode number one of the year 2020. Um, this is exciting. Are it you is. excited, Justin? Um, I'm excited. New, new uh, year, new pod. New yes. Year, new this, pod. So we've been making podcasts since the summer of 17. So 17, 18, 19, 20. Wow. We are now making a podcast in our fourth year. It's not our four years. It, it, it'll be four years in July. Wow. Uh, assuming uh, we're not canceled and c- trashed by then. We might be canceled for well some of your comments. <laughs> um, yeah, hey, we'll see. Um, let's see how much, if we have staying power to make it four years. That would be quite an achievement. It doesn't feel like it's been three and a half years. I know. It's it flies crazy? by when you're having fun. Yeah, is that is that what is that what we're, is this what <laughs> I think we're that's doing? what we're doing, right? Uh, fun, yeah, seventy percent of the time, yeah. Yeah. Then the other um, the other thirty percent of the time, you're still making fun of Elias Lindholm. Honestly, if we want to bring that back, I can I can bring that back. I don't. I can bring that back. I don't. I'm upset myself for even bringing it up. Most honest. irrelevant player in the league. Sorry, uh-huh. I have to say. Okay, here we go. Uh, well, he's not an all star this year. He's not. But you know um, who is. I don't know who is. Please tell me who it is. I have no idea. Douglas Hamilton. Don't call him Douglas. Okay. That's Dougford. Just... No, none of those <laughs> things. He is Doug or Dougie. Dougie. Or maybe Douglas. I I actually think I've called him Douglas before, so I'm being a hypocrite. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, we were going to talk about this later, but you know what? We we kind of just do whatever around here. So yeah. we're going to talk about it now. Let's just talk about it now. Dougie Hamilton. Um, he's going to the All-Star Game as Carolina's representative. Uh, if if you don't know uh, how good he's been this year, let me tell you. He has played in 40 games, all 40 for Carolina. He has 13 goals, 24 assists, good for 37 points. Uh, he has three more assists this season in 40 games. They had all of last season in 82. So that's something. Um, he's a plus 31, plus minus. That's pretty amazing. He leads the NHL in that stat. Uh, a flawed stat, in flawed my opinion. Stat, yeah. But sure. it's still, I mean, it's still very impressive. And when you're a plus 31, that bodes well for you. Um, you know, we'll, we'll say that, right? So uh, a lot of accomplishments for Dougie Hamilton. Uh, he, he's been one of the best in the league. Probably the second best in the conference behind Carlson. Maybe Hedman's been a little better. Um, but he's been right there all year. And, you know, he's still he's still producing. He had an assist uh, last night against... Who did they play? They played Montreal on New Year's Montreal. Eve. Montreal. Justin, Dougie Hamilton, all-star. Thoughts? Uh, Well-deserved, first and foremost. Uh, 
I think that's what everybody says. The first thing whenever they get asked about it, it's well deserved. That's what that's what Rod said last night as well. First thing, well, well deserved, obviously. Well deserved. Um, If John Carlson didn't start as hot as he was, and he may keep kind of like somewhat of a pace, then it would be pretty much, in my opinion, like a lock for. Dougie to get the Norris. Um, wow. I guess it just sees how he does in the back half of the season, but I, I, I would be shocked if if he continues at his current pace and does not get a Norris nomination at least. He'll be uh, nominated one, if he keeps one of the top three. Um, and this actually votes really well for the Carolina Hurricanes because uh, he's not on a contract year. It's the year after. So yeah, because uh, if this was they can sign him to an extension this summer though. Yeah, but the price is going up um, if he continues to play like this. I mean, you know, it all started with that, you know, when the trade happened the first few months, like it was just, it was a weird transition, but then he heated up down the stretch and then this year he's just taking it in stride. So um, I think this is well-deserved. You know, there's other worthy candidates, of course, on this team, but I, I think that yeah, that by far. Yeah, the, the the plus minus stat is is impressive. You know whether you take into account that stat as much, but um, yeah, it's just the offensive output. I mean, he's he's playing at another level, and when you he's, have that, yeah. it's like having a another forward on the ice, and you know. So um, yeah, he fantastic for him, and and a good representation, and and an overall fun guy. Maybe he'll he'll check out some museums. Yeah. The funniest thing about that is he doesn't even go to museums. He doesn't like museums. So, um, there you go. He goes to Moxie's. He goes. He doesn't go to Moxie's. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. a, <laughs> if you don't go to Moxie's, you go to museums, is yeah. I think the generalization that was made. Um, but, yeah, it, you know what? Let's say this about Dougie Hamilton being an all-star. It's well-deserved. All right? So let's yeah, just throw that absolutely. out there right away. Um <laughs> Yeah, he's been amazing. And I think the most surprising thing is he has 23, about 23 and a half minutes of ice time per game. That's first on the team. And when I when I was looking at it, I was like, I feel like Jacob Slavin's still going to lead the way, but he doesn't. Uh, well, And that's obviously because Dougie Hamilton has the power play time as well as all the even strength um, and, uh, and penalty kill too. But Slavin doesn't have the power play time. So Hamilton has a full minute more than Slavin, who has about 22 and a half. Hamilton is 23 and a half. What a difference. I mean, he's getting about four more minutes of ice time this year than he was last year, which is more than a 25% increase um, from, from the year from, from last year. Uh, so that's, that's really impressive. Um, it's deserved. And he's going to go to the All Star game. Uh, another player might go to the All Star game as well, and that's Tavo Teravainen. Yeah, um, another deserving candidate. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, it was really tough because you have four players that are in top twenty five league scoring, and you know the defenseman gets the edge. I guess because of the weaker defenseman in the division, because of how well, voting turns out. Well, I, I think I, well, I, I think like relative to defensemen, I think Dougie Hamilton ranks like like because he's been the second or third best defenseman in the league this year, right? So yeah, and then you can, you look at Aho and it's like okay, he's probably ha, have have any of them be the, been like the top 
two or three or at their position maybe um but obviously it's it's a lot of stuff you know because i mean it's about representation and certain positions and it's kind of difficult to when it comes down to it because a lot of players that deserve to get to the all-star game don't like for example brad marchand's not going to be there yeah it's like what he's third in the league in scoring and points it's 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 a very weird um and sebastian ajo it has the second most goals in the metropolitan division behind alex ovechkin um and ovechkin's not going so if ajo of the people who are eligible and could go he has the most goals in the metro so um he he wasn't voted in um for a bunch of different reasons but yeah uh i think when when you look at it there's three players that also are deserving like they're all-star quality players and that's aho svechnikov teravainen and i was kind of surprised svechnikov didn't get the uh last man in vote nomination yeah that that that's super surprising especially just because he he's on the league's radar with the you know the exactly. specials exactly like when the think... nhl want that to be there because then when this for the skills competition i mean that you would think that someone as creative as him yeah i don't know i don't know i mean imagine if you like scored a, a goal one of those goals in the all-star game like that would be awesome and yeah. um you know, you'd think that the Lee would want him in that game. So we'll see. Uh, maybe one of them will sub, maybe not. Uh, Teravainen is the last man in vote, though. And he had another two assists night last night. He's been playing out of his mind. Um, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. And I'm glad he's getting the attention because not enough people talk about him. He's insanely, insanely good. Um, and when Rod was asked about him last night, um, last night being, uh, New Year's Eve, we're recording this on the 1st of January and you'll be hearing it on the 2nd of January. (laughs) Um, when he was asked about him, he, he, he kind of took a pause and he was like, he's so good. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) he is. He is so good. Uh, the two way game really good. So I think he's also deserving of getting in. Uh, what a weird position because for years it was just like all right, Falk. It was you a go. pity. Yeah, it was, yeah, a, and it was a pity. And even then, like, by the league, most yeah. of the time Falk didn't even really deserve to go, or some yeah. of the times at least. Then Noah yeah. Hannafin went one year. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a weird one, right? When you look back, that was at a it. weird one because it wasn't even like he was tearing it up or anything. Like, he was it good. Was just, he was fine. I know, but like I don't know. There was definitely more deserving defensemen probably that year. He wasn't an all star caliber, yeah. probably. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, so it's it's weird. But the Hurricanes have a lot of players that could be in it, and that's a very good step for the organization because all these young players are turning into what they expected them to be, right? So um, all that's good. And now uh, it's they've played six games, the Hurricanes have, since we last recorded a podcast. That podcast went up on December 19th, uh, the day that they were in Colorado. And they were closing out the road trip, and they had a dramatic come-from-behind win. But that was like, that feels like a year and a half ago. So we're not going to talk about that very much. But we are going to talk about, they went 3-3 three and three over those last six games, hit a little bit of a rough patch. They went to New York where it's an instant loss. Um, they went to Toronto in the afternoon game before Christmas. Uh, instant loss 
uh, at least that one was more interesting, that Toronto game. Um, but the wins recently, let's talk about wins over Washington and Montreal over the past two games, the first two games of a seven-game homestand. Uh, they start 2-0. They have five more. Justin uh, Caps Canadians, two really entertaining games, uh, teams that are kind of, you know, turning into rivalries for the Hurricanes for uh, on and off ice reasons. Uh, thoughts on two strong performances? I mean, yeah, they brought it against teams that they have a little bit of bad blood with. Um, I think, you know, starting with the Washington game, it was just sticking with just sticking with their play like they you know they got knocked down a little bit there and you know yeah. Washington would bounce back and they just they just kept pushing kept pushing and I think you know that's the most diligent thing that they have to continue to do against some of these tougher teams so um yeah that was that was fantastic and then Montreal is just it, a very strong defensive game um all around pretty much and you know you, you're not they had a couple of recent games where yeah they're putting up six goals three goals four goals and you know this one it's just kind of they earned their way through just hard play and then you know adding an empty net late but um yeah just fantastic two wins to to round out the year um and and to turn the page on a new calendar year and now yeah you're going into a a big homestand or continuing on a big homestand and it's it's a good one to to help set the pace a little bit you got some tough teams but um some winnable games as well so if you build up a little bit more on this i mean they're in pretty good shape heading into mid-january for sure uh the of course warren fogel had a big game against washington he had three points two goals and the the montreal game was interesting too it was the aho um former i wrote yesterday when did I write this? I wrote it in the in in the recap last night for the game. I called Aho a former future Montreal Canadiens star, right? Because <laughs> he used to be the future star of the Canadiens until Tom Dundon laughed in the face of Mark Bergevin. So he had a good game. Aho did. Teravine had two assists. Listen to Lucas Walmark as well. Why is that? He has a point streak of seven games. Seven games for for Lucas Walmart. And that started while Hollow was out of the lineup because he was getting some more ice time. He was putting on the power play, all that, all that jazz. And he's continued it since, since Hollow's been back. Uh, He, he he snuck one in. He snuck in an assist at the very end last night on the empty netter for Dezingle. So he, he snuck it in, got the seven game point streak, career high, career long. Uh, he has nine points in those seven games. Uh, he's, I've always liked Lucas Walmark. Um, we've talked about that before. He's just a very, like, he's not crazy fast or crazy, you know, stick or shot or anything like that. He's just so dependable in every area. He wins faceoffs. He's great in his own zone, positioning, all that. He has a good stick, and he knows how to work his way through the offensive zone yeah his his positioning and his iq are definitely uh his strengths and it just always seems like you know he's either in the right place at the right time or just can make that extra pass because i don't know i i mean he's been he's been great he's been great and i think you know he's kind of been in that 
Hayden Fleury. Like, you know, a few years ago, he's kind of in that Hayden Flurry kind of vibe where it was... He was getting a few, he was a yeah, a yeah. He's there. getting a few games and stuff like that, and then he really took a stride last year, and he did well in the playoffs last year as well. Yeah. And then it's like this this year, it's like all right, he's he's a valuable piece in that bottom six, um, and just fantastic player. So um, yeah, I mean, again, it just goes back to like Hala. It, when you have these guys rolling, and it's not necessarily your Ahos, your Svechnikovs, your Teravinens, when they're full strength and everyone is playing as that they have been playing i mean it it could be a pretty good year overall i mean when you have that that center core of aho who's a legit first line center obviously he's like fifth in the league or fourth in the league in goals whatever so you have aho as your one c you have jordan stahl who i think has been playing really well especially lately uh on that line with svechnikov and fogel that trio has been just a pain in the ass to play against. I mean, my goodness. Uh, Warren Fogle, we haven't, we don't really talk about Warren Fogle, and we should if we're being totally honest. Um, he already has more points this year than he had all of last year. Um, he has three shorthanded goals. He's he's just a just a big individual who's you know straight north south. Um, I don't know if that line's going to stick together long term, but we'll see. Uh, obviously, Svechnikov, um, you know, he's had a lot of power play success. We'll see if if he can uh, continue to produce with Stahl and Fogel. But so far, that line's been really, really strong. I think um, they've spent a lot of time in the offensive zone, and they've they've gotten a lot of chances. Uh, and then that third line, uh, you have Hala, you have Dzingel, you have Natchez. It's it's just it's a really good situation that the Hurricanes have because, like, imagine being a team and you go from, you have this Jordan Stall line that's massive and just bullies you, right? And then the next line that comes on the ice is Hala, Dzingel, Natchez, and they're just flying around and they're just faster than everyone, and you can't get the puck from them. Um, when you have that kind of forward depth and that kind of line construction, you're going to be in in pretty good shape. And having Lucas Walmark as a fourth line center. It's a really good place to be. Yeah, yeah. This is the team. Yeah, again, it's just super deep, and um, it, you know, it makes me wonder. Like, you know, the deadline will be here before we know it, right? So, how do you even add to make this team better than it already is? I mean, the back end is crazy good. I mean, you don't really mess with the goaltending, even though you know it has its off nights. But, you know, mm-hmm. more often than not, Mrazek and Reimer put them in a position to win. Yeah. Um, so, and then you see this forwards group, and each one is playing phenomenal. So whether that's adding, just say Justin Williams does come out of retirement, who are you it, taking Apparently, out? we might get a thing, a decision here relatively soon. At least that's what well, Elliot Freeman said. He said, <laughs> I, I love how the reporting is around Justin Williams because it's like, he might make a decision before the weekend's over. It's like, yeah, he might. He also yeah, might not. He might not. Uh, we, um, if we've learned one thing, it's that. Um, you know who else? You know who else speaks might not be like that? Pierre LeBron. But we'll okay. That for uh, I saw that oh. one coming from a mile away. <laughs> um, I can't wait for. I can't wait for the deadline because I want to hear your analysis on Pierre LeBron's reporting of rumors. Absolutely. That's my favorite part of the deadline every year. Absolutely. Hearing your but, opinion uh, on this. So, but no, for real, like, like, what do you do? You, 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 
you can't really add a player that you know it's just because mm-hmm. they're gelling chemistry wise as well so it's like what do you you just can just stand pat and just stick with the team you have i mean i don't know i don't know because i think most players or pretty much every player on this team right now deserves to be playing so it's like yeah. what do you do <laughs> yeah it's tough um you know, maybe maybe you add an, another winger, but you know Nino Niederreiter I think has been playing really well. Um, he hit a crossbar on a breakaway last night. Um, I think he's coming around. It took him a little bit. He's he was just so snake bit to start the year, um, and that's kind of been his mo as a player. He's been streaky, but uh, as of late, he hasn't. It hasn't been like he's been ridiculously productive to the point where it's like oh he can't sustain this he's just been all around very very solid and the offense is coming around like i think both of us expected it uh to do and i think he'll continue to to do that as as the season reaches the second half but it's it's tough maybe depth additions but um because and then obviously you never know when an injury is going to hit so that could change anything on just immediately right so yeah and and it's not like you have a lot of players down charlotte right now that you want to call up and put in a significant role i don't think there are really any right now so even though they have been playing better lately yeah they turn it around a little bit but yeah no i mean maybe gotier but i it's just a weird year to give a young player significant time at this point in the season like they're it's like i think they view themselves as contenders right now so i think we're kind of beyond the point of relying on call-ups to fill significant roles and and remember as well they have two first round picks this year so yeah that's big ammo if they want to use it they have six picks in the first three rounds um two in each round like that's that that can get you something if if they want it and if they're in a position where they need it so they're they're set up really well I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but let's talk about a time when the Hurricanes may not have been set up so well. Oh. The, the 2010s as a whole. Right, you had a piece on this the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of highlighting some of the top moments, though. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of downs, but there's some ups in there, too. Um, you want to walk us through a few and, and uh, yeah, your I wanna thoughts hear, about I want to hear your opinions writing. on them. Um, All right. Because you gave me a suggestion that I didn't include. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm, um, when I read it and I saw that wasn't in there, I was not hurt at all. Yeah, I, I, was... I respected the. I I thought it was a very interesting suggestion from you that I, that I didn't agree with. <laughs> it was out. Of, it was out of nowhere. It was very. I was like, but wow. The problem I didn't was the problem one. was with that goal. The goal. The suggestion no, well, let's, I gave let's, to... let's let's tease it. Let's okay tease it just just talk about it very generally and then we'll but you normally drop tease the bomb good later. things this isn't that great uh no the, these people listen to the podcast so they don't care okay. about things if things are good or not right Fair so 
um, you tease this thing and uh, we'll get back to it in a little bit okay <laughs> I thought you were going to tease it like, oh no I mean I, I teased enough so it was just you didn't, yes. you didn't tease anything okay so there was a goal I was referring to as one of the top moments of the 2010s um, that happened to be in a lot of highlight reels at the time um, but we'll uh, we'll We'll talk about that. All right, that was a terrible tease. Never mind. Actually, we shouldn't have done that. Um, (laughs) Okay, so let me just go through mine, and we'll see if the wait was worth it for yours. We'll go with... So for honorable mentions, I went the George Owls game um, when he came in to back up Cam Ward with seven seconds left in the game. Uh, Very nice moment. Uh, New Year's Eve, 2016. So just past the anniversary for that. Uh, Dougie Hamilton's head pat on Brock Nelson, personal favorite of mine. Didn't include in the top ten, but it was a personal favorite. And Justin Williams named captain. One thing that I did um, exclude, uh, which I probably should have thrown in there at some place, is the game three against the Capitals in the first round last year. The first playoff game back in PNC Arena. I was there covering it. It was crazy, crazy atmosphere. It was a lot of fun. As were all the playoff games at home last year. They were all extremely extremely good environments anyway number 10 on the list is training for jordan stall uh some people might not agree with that i think jordan stall is huge i think he's really the heart of this team uh in a lot of ways and he's the captain now right so he stuck through all the bad years and he's you know in the good years now and last year he was such an impactful player down the stretch and in the postseason he was a huge huge part of that run so um and now he's the captain again so that's my number 10 if you have anything to chime in on just just feel free whenever you want <laughs> oh you're um, good you're good i yeah okay so number nine the surge uh that was on october 7th the rangers were in town the canes being made to five svechnikov scored his first goal they did the surge uh you know the rest of that story very impactful yes yes very impactful good input i appreciate that number eight uh making svetch happen so obviously winning the draft lottery was huge they got him game changer in every sense of the word and then october 29th is when he scored his first lacrosse goal against the flames in just a ridiculous third period um you remember how he just willed the hurricanes to win they were down one nothing in the third. He scores that lacrosse goal to tie the game, and then he scores the game then, winner. Yeah, on the, the game ball. winner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so fantastic that was huge. game. That was huge. Yeah. Um, number seven, drafting Sebastian Ajo. Number six, Rod Brindamore becoming the head coach. Very. Which good. was which was something you and I were apprehensive at the I, time. Yeah, we were nervous about it. Yeah, we were nervous I, about it. I think it's just how it would turn out, and you know, we didn't want to tarnish the legend the last the, thing the you know, hurricanes yeah. needed was another ron francis situation except yep. with robert namore who in my opinion means a lot more to this franchise than ron francis yes absolutely mm-hmm. number five the all-star game <laughs> sorry yes, I, number I, five I, I heard you drinking game. water there i, I just, just got i just i just started coughing there <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah we're keeping this oh. we are keeping this in um, um, number nah. five, the All Star Game, and I can do it. I can do it. That's uh, no, this Hold is on. my list. But I have a story to tell about okay. All Star Game because right. I'm an idiot. Go for it. Um, 
so I remember back at the time I had uh, gotten an offer to get ticket or to, an offer from a friend that was like, "Hey, you want to go to the All Star game?" And I turned it down. I was an idiot. So that's that's really about <laughs> the end of the story. I just I I was like I was like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be you know just boring. You know, it's just an All Star game. They're not really trying." But I, looking back at it, I'm like, "When are they coming back? Like they might not come Never. back for like a decade or Never. so." If ever. A century. A decade. Yeah. yeah. A decade. We'll Get be, out of here. It's going to we'll be, be like lucky. 200 we'll be years. Lucky. Yeah. yeah. So, so now looking back at it, I'm like, ah, uh, what a mistake. <laughs> what a mistake. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you shared that on the podcast with us. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next year, a year from now, we'll be coming up on the 10-year anniversary of the All-Star Game in Carolina. Eric Stahl was the captain. Cam Ward went to the All-Star Game. Justin Skinner became the youngest All-Star and I think professional sports history uh, in North America at the time. So, number four, Brian Bickle. That was uh, one that I wanted to include. Uh, I think that's one that a lot of people forgot about. Um, so I threw that number four. Obviously, in terms of real-life impact and importance and message and, and all that personal stuff, it's, it's one of the best moments in Hurricanes history. Um, I definitely wanted to include it on that. Obviously, diagnosed with MS, uh, missed almost all the season, came back for the final four games. Last game in Philly, shootout, 3-3 game. Second career shootout attempt, he scored off the post and in, and it was a wonderful way for his career to kind of be walked off and remembered. Um, number three, Dundon becomes the majority owner. Yes, yeah, that big maybe one of the biggest moments of the decade yeah for sure yeah number two so this is where uh you can get controversial with me a little bit number two and number one number two is brock miggins goal in game seven double overtime against the capitals the capitals um yeah and brock mcginn also saved the goal that that would have ended their season honestly that that I, yeah, I mean, anybody can score the goal, right? Like, it, it could have been anybody. But, like, him being in the right place at the right time to save that off the goal line was Huge. just so impactful, like, to even give them an, a, another chance, you know? Yeah. So, I think, like, yeah, of course, the goal happens, but it, the it, it was inches away from going the other way, um, which would have been fine for the Canes. I mean, it was just about getting in. It was just about, you know, proving that they can do it. Well, I think um, that them winning that series really did a lot for them. Yeah. It, it gave them a huge boost of confidence. And then, I mean, you see what they do to the Islanders in the next round, a team that was fantastic last year. They swept year, the Penguins so. in the first yeah. round. And then we won't talk about what happened in the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah, I hate to see that. I hate to see it. Number one, April 4th. 2019, Nino Niederreiter scores 3-1 Hurricanes lead as it's going on. The Montreal Canadiens are losing in regulation to the Capitals. Their game ends just moments before the Hurricanes game does, which meant that right when the game ended in Carolina, they had clinched a spot in the playoffs. Ten years to the day removed from the last time they qualified for a playoff spot clinched a spot that was in 2009 april 4th 2009 against the pittsburgh penguins where they won in overtime anton babchuk with the big old slap shot yep, in overtime the big slap shot yeah 
And they were wearing their black alternate jerseys. They were. I remember. They yeah. were. Uh, Niederreiter scored the goal. It was absolute insanity inside PNC Arena in the home finale. And Peter Morazic gave the we are in yes. Yeah. Yes, he was very yeah. excited with Mike Maniscalco. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's that was my number one, just based on circumstances and uh, emotions, and uh, it's exactly ten years to the day, which was crazy. Um, longest playoff drought in the NHL ended, longest active one. Now the Buffalo Sabers have that one. Doesn't look like that's going to end this year, and no. Uh, <laughs> no. so there you go. <laughs> craziness game over they wouldn't have had a chance to beat the capitals if they didn't make the playoffs is my analysis um how do you feel do you think i have that right or do i not have that? i think you i think you have yeah your one and two are is is dead on there because thank you the big thing as i said it was just it was about getting in it was about proving that they belonged and that this was a different era of kane's hockey and, you know, it really didn't matter what happened in that first series. It was all about getting in. It was like, they got swept, whatever. They did it, though. They did it. They came, they came out and they, and, and, you know, and then they beat this, you know, defending Stanley Cup champions. It's huge. But, um, yeah, it was all about getting in. And so I, I really think, yeah, that game, it, it was it was such a weird feeling. Because it was like, you go through a decade of just futility and just, yeah. just crap. And yeah. then you finally get it. And it was like... It just, and it's really changed this team. Like, I mean, I think people want to come here. Uh, you saw that with Hall. You saw that with Dzingel. Dzingel had other offers on the table. Jake Gardner had other offers on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but they came here. So yeah. I, th- I think it, yeah, it really set the tone. Like, if they fell short last year, it would have been devastating. Like, this would have been really devastating to it. But, you know, everything was different. So, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Best best moment of the decade for sure. Awesome. Um, well, it's at least one A, and you have a nominee for one B. One B is <laughs> okay. First of all, the way I phrased this to you, it wasn't. I, I was just saying it as an honorable mention or something. Look, was... I gotta be honest with you, Justin. Now that we're being uh, transparent, uh, we're always transparent on the podcast. Sometimes. Oh, um, <laughs> You're saying there was no way I was, there was no way that was going to be included. I just no, there was just, not a all right. chance. All right, so the, the the thing I'm referring to, the, so the listeners know, and it's not just <laughs> an inside joke, is Yuri Toulouse's goal. It was in 2012, <laughs> and it made against the Capitals. It was it was I against the Capitals it. against Tom Thomas Vokoun. Oh, remember when he had a backup stint there? That was weird. I. This is weird. It's just weird. a weird time. The Panthers for the longest time. It was during the know, lockout season. Right? It was, yeah, it was weird. It's just a weird but time. He kind of drove the net at an angle. His foot collided with Bokun, like stuck his leg out like crazy, and then Toulouse goes midair and scores. And I just remember that goal being everywhere. Like if they showed an NHL highlight reel, that was it. If they showed a Kane's highlight reel, that was in it. Like it was always about that. So I. To me, I was just like, is, is that something you can add? I don't know. Like, I was like, it's not the best moment of it, but I don't know. I don't know. That was so. just, uh, yeah. It was a good goal. Yeah, it was a really good goal. The highlight real goal. Is Yuri Talusti still playing, like, overseas? I don't even know. Probably. I think so. I think I looked this up the other day. Um, Yuri Talusti. 
Let's look it up, shall we? Let's do it. Live on the podcast. He's 31. Um, he turns 32 on March 16th, which is 10 days after my birthday. Um, so I look forward to celebrating my birthday uh, with Erie Toulouse. And uh, no, he's not. He hasn't played in a couple of years now. Oof. All right. Well, RIP Erie Toulouse's playing career. Uh, he, okay. I was about to say he's not dead uh, as far dead. as I'm aware. Erie Toulouse is not I'm, dead. Uh, we're going to have a birthday bash. Uh, in two months so okay. he better be there get ready for that <laughs> um, uh, is that a podcast you know what you're invited Justin you can go to that okay. um, I'll give you permission to go to Yuri and I's uh, I call him Jay uh, Jay so, so, no I don't you don't call no. him that uh, that's oh, okay. uh, not what I call him uh, okay. cool. Cool. so but yeah I call him Jay and uh, we're gonna go and okay. uh, you can join us okay cool uh, go to Frankie's Fun Park I think is where we're gonna go. Oh my god, Brett, stop! <laughs> Me get a pizza. Um, Thank you, know, you for listening to the Canes Country podcast. This was a fantastic episode. Bumper cars. Uh, another great batch of content from the two of us, if I do say so myself. Um, wow, uh, you can follow us Laser at Canes Country on Twitter. You can follow at Canes Country PIX on Instagram. Like Canes Country. On Facebook, you can follow me at Lanky Lape on Twitter. You can follow Brett at Brett underscore finger on Twitter. He always has a lot of stats, so it's a good follow. Uh, me, not so much. I don't. I literally haven't tweeted in like like ten days or something. But anyways, um, roller and, rink, and I think that's it. Uh, we, we will talk to you guys next Jelly week. Jelly beans and goodbye. Bye.